Blog Talk Radio. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. I keep saying new sounds are going to be had. We'll get into discussion later on about the show, but this is professional wrestling. So I am Brian Rails. How are you doing? Nah, that's nah, nah, that stealing. I am Brian Rails. Who the fuck else do you think it is? That didn't sound right either. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name. Wow, this is just a day of plagiarism, isn't it? Um. <laughs> Uh, it's me, Brian Rails, who the fuck else? I got a load of laundry and the washer that I need to dry. But I, you know, skip past the introduction of my own life and how I came to be and enough sob stories about moi. But ladies and gentlemen, if we haven't already noticed the hot button issue that is concerning professional wrestling or hot topic, I should say, AEW and WWE. AEW started going head-to-head with WWE's NXT in October, but beforehand, the symbolic crushing of the chair with sledgehammer Cody Rhodes to the replica chair of Triple H. That was very bold. It was a statement. It was, you know, hey, we're here. We're you're here to sell out small arenas. Yeah, because eventually they're going to gravitate and going to big arenas. They've already sold out certain arenas that WWE was previously in. Specifics, you know, like oh Nashville and Cleveland, Ohio, and the smaller arenas, folks. You know, the ones that you know, territories used to go through and wrestle in. They didn't go through a sportatorium in Texas. And they sure as hell have not gone through the old arenas in New York. The Manhattan Center is still up. I mean, I'm pretty sure they could sell that out. It would... AEW's ticket sales are still good. Their ratings, however, I'm going to read something to you that I find interesting that my one of my good friends sent to me. It says from Forbes.com, and I have two clippings of it. It says... AEW Dynamite falls to WWE NXT for the second straight week. And it drew, let's see here, December 2nd, 2019. And this is not just December 2nd. But according to Forbes, AEW Dynamite saw a significant decline with 663,000 viewers, down 26% from 893,000 last week. AEW retained its edge, albeit slightly in most demographics, with the exception of 50 and over, and came in at number 15 for the night. And the cable top 150 in the 1800, or 18 to 49 demographic, 1800, if that was even an age, that'd be awesome. Um, so, in December 19th, it says WWE NXT obliterates AEW Dynamite in final rating showdown of 2019. This is from Forbes.com, folks. It says, following last week's unlikely tie, WWE NXT drew an average viewership of 795,000, up 2% from 778,000 viewers last week. AEW Dynamite season finale drew 683,000 average viewers, down 12% from 778,000 last week. For the first time since the start of Wednesday of the Wednesday Night Wars, NXT also won the night in the 18 to 49 demos, ranking number 27, while AEW Dynamite came in at number 30. 
I'm going to just tell you right now, it's been a while since I've done an Off the Rails Uncensored. I've been trying to contemplate things to talk about other than, you know, AEW and WWE. And PCO from Ring of Honor is one of those dudes who is, you know, he's 53 years old. Everyone thinks, oh, he is past his prime. Oh, he can't do it. Congratulations, dude. You fucking rock. And it's a shout out to a dude who kind of, you know, gimmick wise, he's just his own entity. He won a championship against a dude who was twice less his age, but still. I mean, I want to, you know, start off the show with positive and also wanted to start off with facts that have gone on in the world of professional wrestling. May sound like an annoying version of Wikipedia, sure. But um, I'm here to report professional wrestling and not bore you fuckers to tears. And it's more the, the wrestling fandom now is circled around AEW, WWE. Without a doubt, there's a lot of variety wrestling fans that would say, what the hell, man, you just started off bashing AEW. No. I will discuss that later on in the show since I have a total of 48 minutes left in my, on my little spiel, but it's kind of funny that everyone sits there and watches two programs and forgets, you know, there's Ring of Honor, there's New Japan, there's Wrestling Revolver, there's a shit ton of wrestling altogether. There's independent wrestling, you know, my, I call them, we're not blood related, but Kurt Gannon wrestles, you should definitely check him out and vote for him, folks, on, you know, the CEW website, that Central Empire Wrestling, breakout star in 2020, you never know, Kurt Gannon could be snatched up by anybody, there's a lot of companies that could be taking their eyeballs out saying, man, I wish I had this guy. But anyways, another cheap plugs for my friend back home in Kansas City, um, which I will be flying to briefly and then flying to uh, North Carolina for the holidays, folks. But anyways, enough about me, enough about Kurt Gannon. Let's focus on what I just started discussing. That's PCO. I mean, man's 53 years old. He wins a championship. It's the talk of the town. Congratulations, dude. You fucking are amazing. Inspiration to people who still want to cut their teeth in this business, and it pays off. It, hard work essentially pays off, and that's all I have. I watched the match on Daily Motion, and I also watched it on Ring of Honor's page. I also watched it on YouTube. Very, very, very good match that told a story. And I must say, dude, to win something... At that age, you basically put yourself on the top of the mountain and say, hey, anything is possible. That's the message that professional wrestling can send anyone. Hang on, folks, with positive techniques for station identification. for free on iTunes. This is a segue into advertisements. Brought to you by Crazy Incorporated, where straight jackets are the new end. Just kidding, just kidding. For those of you wanting to download Russell Radio Network's episodes, you can search us on iTunes and download our episodes for free. Top episodes include Hugger Section from 2017, Interview with Minnie Sasha, Danny Cage, our top-rated episode, you can download these episodes for free, folks, until further notice. All right, folks. Here's the deal. 
speaking of Danny Cage, happy belated birthday, dude. Sorry uh, I did this via show. But if you want to invest in yourself and becoming a professional wrestler, commentator, ring announcer, referee, or whatever you choose to be in this awesome world, this this crazy Ragnarok in the sport of professional wrestling, you got to learn from the best. Why not do so at monsterfactory.org? You can enroll yourself there. Do not email the office close to the holiday season. But go to monsterfactory.org. I can tell you from experience of being through two of Danny's super camps, you will learn a lot. You will dump all of that and learn more the next time and the next time after that. So go to monsterfactory.org and invest in yourself today. The phone number is listed Right on the website, if you navigate through it, there's also Monster Factory app. You can download Fight Network and catch the documentary on the world-famous Monster Factory, which has produced the likes of Seamus, Matt Riddle, Steve Cutler, Punishment Martinez, or Damian Priest in NXT. The list goes on and on of the laundry list of fame that have come from the world-famous Monster Factory used to be in Clinton is now located in Paulsboro, New Jersey. For further information, look on the website. You can call the number, set up an appointment today to invest to invest in yourself and become a future star in the world of professional wrestling. The world famous Monster Factory. Dig it. All right. So, if you would like to join the WWE network and catch more than just NXT and main roster shit. You, yourself, can go visit WWE.com. Click on the tab, WWE Network. New subscribers, you get your first month free. How about them apples, right? You can also go to your local GameStops, Dollar Generals, 7-Elevens, Best Buys, FYEs, oh, and your local Walmarts. For your preloaded cards, if you do not have a valid debit or credit card, you must have a valid email address to sign up for your first month free. You get access to ECW, WCW, ICW, PWG, Ring of Honor, TNA. You want to know where some of your favorite WWE superstars came from and past and present and then now and forever superstars? Take a look on the network with over millions of hours of footage from the past, present, and before, and then, and whatever, WWE.com, visit. Also, if you would like to catch AEW, go to Bleacher TV app, Bleacher Live Report app. If you don't like the hassle of streaming for free, you can pay $49.99 for their pay-per-views on site network. Catch Cody Rhodes, Chris Jericho, Jake Hager, The Inner Circle, The Dark Order, and many more on Bleacher Report Live app. All right, folks, if you this holiday want to support your loved ones who are going through some total bullshit with cancer, feel free to visit the following websites. There are plenty more than just three, but susangcomen.org, findthecure.com, fight the good fight against cancer. I would strongly suggest you, you stand up and support your loved ones however you do it. You donate anonymously. You support your loved ones. You tell them how much you love them every day. Do whatever you have to do because cancer is, sorry, cancer sucks. And it's not fun. So, with that being said, visit the website, support your loved ones. Kick cancer square in the ass today. All right, that does it for the advertisements. Folks, I normally say this is the time, you know, when you get your um, get your children out of the room, put headphones on their ears, and basically say, hey, this ain't appropriate for you to listen to. But I'm going to continue on with just a brief discussion before, while doing laundry and talking to you guys at the same time, I'm going to say the following. The war of words... In professional wrestling, I've learned it's best if you just move on from the bullshit because after a while, no one starts to care. And it makes me look bad. It makes everyone look bad. If you don't focus on your own shit, essentially, 
You will drive yourself crazy. Why isn't everyone paying attention to me? Why do they not care about what I went through? Why isn't everyone feeling the same way I do? I understand. Believe me, I'm not the poster child for good behavior when it comes to professional wrestling. I really am not. So... What I'm going to tell you next isn't a shocker. And it's not just for professional wrestling, but you see the advice that keeps being given by true professionals, and I mean the two professionals that I pay attention to the most on social media, it's because they've actually produced stars, or helped produce stars, I should say. And they're going to probably say, oh, stop. Danny Cage and Brutal Bob Evans. And there's probably plenty more than just those two um, around in professional wrestling who would say, okay, this works, this doesn't work. This works, you know, why did you do this? Why did you do that type thing? What I'm getting at is the level of professionalism and professional wrestling, it does, but also does not exist because if you watch and listen to wrestling around you, you will see what good old Brian Rails is talking about. And that is on the level if you discuss something with someone, you don't know if they're gonna go rat on you and it behind your back about what you know, hey, do you know this person said this about this individual? I've learned that the hard way And just speaking about that kind of brings back memories of what has gone on in my life in professional wrestling. It's just You have to learn it's like a job. You be careful who you say things about because that could get relayed by someone you trust, by someone you don't normally talk. Just In other words, keep your thoughts to a minimum – If it's expressing, you know, disdain for another company or if you – just don't talk at all. Just be like, if asked about it, just be like, I'd rather not because that could be – it could be key when you're trying to get a job in the world of professional wrestling or a job anywhere. Keep your mouth shut. Complain less. In other words, the basic mouth shut, eyes open, ears open. So – What I'm trying to tell you in a long fucking winded way is some people right now, I mean, the stuff that's been said is very, is very childish, if you will. It's very, I can't believe that, you know, that you touched my nerves. So I'm just going to poke back with an even bigger poker and I'm going to stoke the fire just a little bit more by adding some words of wisdom, you know, And shots fired. Kind of fucking funny to me. I just, I don't enjoy drama. I just sit back and kick my feet up on the table and say, (laughs) kind of funny, if you ask me. But one, you know, if what I'm referring to as words of war, words of wisdom is the words that Jim Ross has said on live television, you know, the words that Tony Schiavone has said in an interview, I, and not just those two, you know, Corey Graves, you know, taking funny, subtle jabs at Chris Jericho and also Jim Ross, you know, during a pay-per-view TLC on the network, certain things that have been said between both sides are fucking hilarious to me because this is just like, man, I'm 32 years old. I know I'm not as old as as some of you people out there that have been through worse wrestling wars where the promoters would say even far worse things than you can imagine behind closed doors, but we're not privy in access to what things have been said. In other words, this shit's kind of funny. Because if you were the parties involved in this, imagine imagine the uh, speeches that you hear before a show. 
Do you hear anything mentioned about the opposing companies? I don't know, dude. I'm not a part of the WWE locker room, and I'm surprised that some of you on Instagram are actually listening to moi. Um, anyways, what I'm getting at is don't bite the hand that feeds you. Don't, you know, some things are better left unsaid. Typical things you hear in an office or at the workplace that you should heed warning to because if you don't, that's just going to tell you right now, this is the time in the show where if you have small children or kids in general, this show, Off the Rails and Censored, is a copyrighted podcast that was coined and dubbed on March 7, 2016, and has been producing shows ever since that time period. If you wish to reproduce the show, you must ask permission. Therefore, if you do not, any likeness or reproduction thereof of Off the Rails Uncensored, you will be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law and fined $45 for every usage of the words Off the Rails Uncensored or the phrase Off the Rails Uncensored. All rights reserved, March 7, 2016. Anyways, folks, this program, the following podcast, has expletive language. It is not suitable for the, you know, people, kids under the age of 14. If you have kids under the age of 14, please put headphones on their fucking ears because I don't want to be sued or complained at again. But if you do listen to my show, more power to you. Anyways, <laughs> monkeys in the truck. I do not own the rights to Living Color CM Punk's theme. All rights reserved, 2011 to 2013. Dig it. <laughs> professional wrestling that how do I put this they're very good at what they do they're very professional they're more established they have a long resume that will back them up and what they've done so I'm just going to get straight to the fucking point I mean a lot of this shit's childish of what's going on but if you notice have you heard any mention of the company outside of uh, Sami Zayn and a little bit at Hall of Fame of AEW from WWE's perspective? I'm sure there are certain shots that will be taken, but you can't ignore media when you're interviewed, especially Triple H, especially Stephanie McMahon, Vince, Hunter. You know, all of them, higher-ups, Michael Hayes, I don't really want to go into the list of higher-ups because that's not the type of super fan I am, right? I'm trying to tell you guys, it is very unprofessional to turn down something because you feel strongly about a certain someone not being inducted with the NWO. There's probably a lot of reasons why Eric Bischoff did not get inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame with the NWO. I mean, if you think about it, Bischoff has been blamed for several things. He has been blamed for the demise of WCW and turning it over from the ownership of uh, Ted Turner you know, to AOL. And there's a lot of factors that can be argued with, debated amongst wrestlers, wrestling fans alike that knew what the true fall of WCW was. 
Yes, he was the mastermind with the NWO Black and White. He was a major focal point on doing certain shit that he may or may not have agreed to, but really, it's more than just why did you turn it down as the principal of the thing. He wants to stick it to WWE. Well, if you look at Tony Schiavone's history of announcing, before WWE, he was once upon a time in the mid-'80s, he did the announcing, okay? But then front office didn't see him as the voice that could propel WWF into the future, make them credible. Enter Jim Ross, 1993, who was not a full-time announcer at the time for WWE. I mean, he had done AWA, NWA, WCCW. You look back in the 70s, the 80s, JR's voice was very prominent during that period of time in professional wrestling. The point I'm trying to get at, folks, is you shouldn't turn down offers that make you money. Not just make you money, but you shouldn't turn down offers, period, that could immortalize your name. Make it, you know, this grand old thing. I mean, it could be peace, love, and war. Said no one ever when there's a fucking obvious, clear war going on between both AEW and WWE. I believe... That there is a good chance that, you know, it's probably going to end up like another TNA, maybe, because Impact still exists, but AEW is so all over the place as far as show wise, and they do not, they're not as structured as NXT. And they haven't been around but two months, so structure is kind of a foregone conclusion, and people are going to be up in arms when I say this. But AEW, as far as a whole, you know, saying things back and forth, taking shots at WWE, you realize WWE hasn't mentioned, even in subtleties, they have not taken the bait and replied back to what AEW has been throwing at them, such as when Jim Ross was cited for saying at least this match meant something. At least our tag team division is showing what tag teams can actually do. No offense, but the tag teams in AEW, the credible tag teams, the Young Bucks, okay, that's one that I am familiar with because of Ring of Honor, and the other ones from House of Glory, Street Party, or whatever they call them, House Party, they don't look like a tag team. So to me, you know, it's funny because JR was also cited for saying they are good performers, but they need to stop with all there's no there's not a necessary need for high flying. Yet they keep on doing it. And it's you know, to some the flavor of flippy flippy shit is like, man, that was pretty cool. They can do a bunch of moonsaults and suicide dives and tope suicidas and tope cone heroes or whatever. High-flying maneuver floats their boat, standing shooting star press. The list goes on. So in other words, when you say something about the tag team division, sure, WWE, and when you talk about main roster has all of these talents, but they're not utilizing them. I think that lit a fire under Triple H's ass, you know, motivation-wise, oh, our tag teams don't mean anything. Okay. I don't think I know. I've seen NXT for the last five years. I've only seen AEW the last year and a half. And they should have gone to live house shows even a year ago because that would have carried the momentum of we're already competing against WWE, we're already established. And this is just my observation, okay? They could have said shit like, your wrestling is terrible. Your tag team division doesn't mean anything. JR never said it in that context. But it came across that way. Also, 
to say shit about a company that's been established for the 70 plus years that they've been in business, that's kind of stupid. Actually, it really is stupid because, number one, a lot of people can point fingers and say, this is wrong, that's wrong. I can point out what you're saying. You have no context. You have no factual backing to what you're saying. Okay. In an interview, Tony Schiavone was told by relatives, even after he's dead, he won't accept your Hall of Fame induction. Why not? He was a part of the Monday Night Wars. He was the focal voice on WCW fucking Nitro. How do you not put him in a Hall of Fame? I'm sure he would accept the invitation to a smaller wrestling Hall of Fame because it's like the uh, silver in the world of wrestling. Some may say you're just biased because you're a huge WWE fan. No, folks. Actually, I grew up watching ECW when I was a kid. I can tell you a lot about Raven's odd promos, Tommy Dreamer falling off balconies, Vic Grimes falling from a scaffolding. And this was back at my uncle's house in Philadelphia when I would watch ECW on closed circuit TV, man, or when they were on sci-fi. <clears throat> they were more organized than AEW. And I'm very surprised that Paul Heyman didn't automatically think, hmm, what can I do to help elevate a company against Vince McMahon? They called upon Eric Bischoff to help, you know, elevate SmackDown Live. Well, to tell you the truth, folks, what's been so elevated about uh, stuff with Bischoff is the fact that some of his writing really – I guess it didn't take off because it might have been changed or whatever the case may have been. We know Vince and Eric, from an outsider's perspective, have not always seen eye to eye. So for Shivani to sit there and say, I don't think it was right of them not to induct Bischoff with the NWO, does, do you forget what happened to the company? After the umpteenth time the NWO got reintroduced, put back together, reintroduced. He's also the man that sat there on a jet. You know, this is JBL's interview with Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. He told them, we're going to put Vince out of business. And even those two at the time looked at Bischoff and, and said, man, this guy is crazy. You know, I'm pretty sure they smile and drink champagne or whatever they drink on the plane, but it's all about, I guess, perception from Giovanni Bischoff and Powers of B. They, you know, they offered him a spot. This is not the main discussion of the show, by the way. But if you get offered a spot, you have the right to turn it down. I don't think, you know. People remember there is options. There are options in life to turn shit down. But in the same retrospect, if you have an opportunity, why in the fuck would you say, even after I'm dead, I won't accept the opportunity to be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame? There are plenty of WCW stars that have been inducted in there. One of them was an NWA, and those guys were heavily against Vince Sr., Dusty Rhodes, but I think he's, I don't speak for the Rhodes family. I just want to say I believe that their father is proud, but also scratching his head saying, why don't you guys have a consistent story? And until you guys have a tag team that actually looks like a tag team outside of SCU, outside of the Young Bucks, what is the definition? You know, what looks like a tag team? Okay, guys that actually look like they spend time in the gym, guys that actually look like um, they don't need high-flying maneuvers to uh, compensate for their lack of height or their lack of muscle. And it's like, okay, from one professional to another, you want to take – some of you from AEW want to take shots at WWE – there's no women's division, not any whatsoever. Awesome Kong, yes. Ja- Jazz, mm-hmm. Brandy Rhodes, eh, you're stealing shit from Isla Dawn. 
And that's, you know, saying something when you steal from NXT UK. There's a lot of witch gimmicks out there, not just Isla Dawn, but what I'm saying is you want to – there's direct shots being taken without factual backing. Okay. What was funny was WWE takes subtle shots here and there. You know, Corey Grace says, my, my witness, she is broken in half. You could tell it was uncomfortable saying it, but it was funny as hell. When JR said, well, I just want to take time out to say that, you know, this match actually meant something in our tag team division would actually has meaning behind it. That's out of that reply I get because WWE's tag team division is lacking, especially on Monday Night Raw. But if you look at what SmackDown Live is doing and NXT, sure, you know, the tag team champions are undisputed. You want the best to represent your company. You want your best players being moved forward. It's like a chessboard. You don't want to put your queen in jeopardy on the very first move. You want to have your knights, your rooks, your pawns all across the board, and you want to move each piece accordingly. But to me, just look, just listening to the broadcast of AEW is very, very interesting to say the least. When Excalibur will literally call a. Uh, a reverse atomic drop of Manhattan Driver during one broadcast. Um, I am not the move expert, but I do know my basics. And it's just, it's hilarious to me when he says things. It's like, wow, I didn't know Michael Cole wore a mask. That's just, it's just my personal take on it. Because if we stop and think about this, folks, When you watch a professional wrestling show, you don't want to hear constant bashing. And that's what AEW has done ever since, you know, they have started. It was cool the first few times when I listened to that shit about Cody saying, unlike company we used to work for, we can talk directly into the cameras and we can look people in the eyes and say, I'm going to kick your ass and I don't have any qualms about it. That was said on AEW's Dynamite. And then proceeds to say, unlike the other company that does does not do wrestling well, blah, 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 when you consistently bash someone, it's like going on a date with someone that constantly talks negative and doesn't, you know, talk about their day or says, you know, hey, we should, you know, we should try watching a movie. Hey, did you like this latest episode of Fill in blank. No, I mean, AEW is consistently, without fail, always taking shots at WWE. And though you may deny that you are, you fucking are. And as petulant little children, man, like petulant little children, it's like Hunter said. In five years, you won't be chanting that because they will be the ones coming to our doors. Looking for jobs. Let me let me just tell you that right now. Not there. There's some things that Cody has said, Hunter has said, and you just take a listen to each and every single sentence that has been spoken by Cody Rhodes, by Triple H, by the powers that be. And I have not heard one thing except for during an interview or read and says it's a healthy competition. You know, we congratulate them for, you know, beating us in ratings. So that made Hunter step his game up. That allowed him to put into perspective, hey, I need to change this. Hey, I need to do this better. With AEW shit that I have seen thus far, you know, the guys and gals that stand out, okay, guys, Kenny Omega, Jake Hager, Cody Rhodes, obviously, Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, he's a great, you know, Mike, he doesn't look like a total work, looks like a model to me, Uh, Santana and Ortiz, the reject versions of the Steiner brothers, and it's just like, you have way too many factions, you have the Dark Order, the Inner Circle, now you have Brandy Rhodes' faction, where to sacrifice your ponytail, back of your ponytail, you know, to Awesome Kong. Like, really, this is... 
some amateur horror movie shit, some indie film shit that I could just turn on and say, oh, wow, they sacrificed the ponytail and then they cut her head off or whatever. I don't think they would do that on TV because that's way, way too extreme. They would probably shut down and never be a company again. But I digress. What I'm getting at, folks, is I really do not see AEW progressing past two or three years because, yeah, Jericho and them are backed by Tony Khan, so they found themselves a billionaire who barely fuck gets involved. And they're like, well, that's the difference between us and WWE. No, there's no subtle differences between the two. It looks like WCW's ring, and it feels like WCW, AEW Dynamite, WCW Nitro. You do the correlations yourselves, right, folks? Words of War, I mean, it hasn't gotten to that point just yet. I mean, I don't think Cody Rhodes and them have shown up in a tank, in an army tank to – the back of Full Sail, which good luck, folks, because that'd be funny as hell. AEW, they, their workers compared to WWE. Uh, let's think on this, shall we? WWE has an established roster that has been together for the last five to ten or more years. AEW's roster, some of them know each other fairly well from WWE. Go figure, right? So. Words of war and a wrestling war can be, you know, it can vary. It can literally be something like this company did something that no other company has done before, blah, blah, blah. You know, we're going to do it 10 times better. Those aren't words of war. That's just stating what that company, WWE or AEW, is going to do. Words of wisdom would be. Well, depending on what they view as words of wisdom, and I can't really spew out advice, but I can just suggest if you're a brand new fucking wrestling company, it's, you know, the simple, keep it simple, stupid. I don't, it's to the point where people are saying, I'm going to the AEW show. Well, I hope you want your money back because they don't have any form of direction not after two months of watching them on certain episodes you know Kenny Omega is a shining spot Moxley it is, I'm confused as to who is feuding with whom and I love JR because he's one of my favorite all time announcers alright I like Jerry the King Lawler because well in the past he was fairly interesting now it's just like, okay, he's there because you have Jim Ross and AEW. Not only that, but he can actually help you if you if you uh, utilize him correctly. However that phrase goes, but I think it's just like you're putting pieces in places that actually fit because you're in a war. People who say it's not a war, it's to enjoy wrestling, get the fuck out of here. If you're denying the fact that this is not a wrestling war, you are oblivious to pretty much your surroundings of watching professional wrestling. To you, this is just healthy competition. MJF, EC3. EC3 has not been seen in quite a while, but they are very similar in characters. I've said this before in in broadcast, man. If you do not have a stellar women's division, if you do not have a good person to bounce ideas off of and say, hey, let's try this, Jericho is a fucking genius in matches. But when it comes to wrestlers running the fucking show, there are some people that know the audience is going to engage you no matter because your name, that's it. If they take Jericho, Omega, and Moxley away and Hangman Page, do they still have enough to run their show? Let me ask them that. Also, when you have way too many fucking factions running around and you say that your show is worthy, so is that why you're selling out smaller arenas like in the near future, the Silverstein Eye Arena and 
the small arenas in the South because people have heard of you. They're just like, what is AEW? I've heard of WWE. I've heard of New Japan. But dear Lord, you they're, they're, we're going to try big arenas later. No, I'm pretty sure that Madison Square Garden would sell out if you tried. But after seeing your shows the last few months, I've been saying, man, I'm glad you guys are here because you kind of um, elevate the competition level in WWE and also any other wrestling has also elevated their game. They've stepped it up. But I'm just I'm at a loss for words at how someone will go to the lengths of saying, even after I'm dead, I don't want to be inducted into their Hall of Fame. Okay, that's your own personal fucking belief, dude, but that's also stupid. It's stupid because what if the company goes out of business and you find other wrestling to announce for? Because by name, Shivani can easily pick up an NWA. He can pick up anywhere, Ring of Honor. It does not matter. The guy has a fucking credible name, and it's not that he's less intelligent when doing certain things a different way, but a part of me wants to tell you, not just Shivani, but also JR, I love you guys both as as commentators, but what happened to being business savvy and smart? So you're going to take subtle – your subtle jabs are not so subtle because a lot of wrestling fans who listen to the broadcast will say, we know who you're talking about. And yes, Monday Night Raw is not what it used to be. However, you know, there are certain shows that have balanced out. NXT is one of them. NXT UK doesn't get as much publicity as the others. And I think it's funny. JR wished Triple H a happy birthday. Is that a crime? No. But then, you know, to go on air and say, well, at least our tag team division, this tag team match meant something. Dude, your tag team division is non-existent because the work that's done is a shit show and a half. If you wanted an actual tag team division... It could have been headed by the Young Bucks, but they and, uh, well, other people who have noted, they could have taken their opportunity to become the tag team champions. Sure, it would have gotten a lot of booze. Oh, it's just like WWE. You are the same people who get mad when I point things out because you won't change your mind because you're such, you want different, you want better, you want right away. Well, you know, I don't, in some aspects of professional wrestling, things don't come right away, okay? And they don't, like, when someone becomes champion, or you want someone to become champion, did Bray Wyatt becoming champion late kind of affect things? Sure. Um, the tag team champions, the constant revolving door that is between New Day, The Revival, and whomever else is always in the tag team runnings, Um yeah, that does get frustrating in regards to that aspect of the tag team division in WWE. The Viking Raiders, yes, it does get irritating that they face extras because you know they're supposed to be this dominant tag team, and if they lose, it's like, what the hell? I wonder if that's just a ploy on words, though, because authors of pain. See, I just listed you know tag teams because off the top of my head, those are the guys that actually fucking look like workers. And not just look like workers, but could actually produce good work in the ring. But some people may believe, well, they're just being hindered because the corporate wall that WWE puts up is, you know, always going to hinder how they perform and how they proceed to perform. I wonder, though, you know, if certain words that have been said are meant, because if not, there's no room to fucking talk about the tag team division in AEW. There's like certain tag teams that stand out and there are certain people that should not be wrestling. It's like street party or house party, that tag team. Yikes. No, thanks. 
Um, that's a direct ripoff of Harlem Heat and Street Profits. And they don't even, I mean, look at their weight, man. They don't look like workers to me. They can wrestle without all their high-flying gimmick? No, they really can't. They can do amazing things outside of the ring, you know, by doing dives and, and doing certain things that impress the crowd. But you want me to take heavy shots at AEW? One, fucking have structure in your show. Who's feuding with whom? And when you hire on extras, make sure that they actually can punch Dustin Rose. Because I noticed not just extras not being able to punch, but Jesus Christ. Um, taking unprotected chair shots. Let's talk about that one, shall we? It was brilliant. Everyone talked about it. Yeah, that's giving people an example. I can take an unprotected chair shot and not be brained. Also, I don't think it wise to poke the bear because that bear, I'm referring to Triple H, it's not the elephant in the room anymore. If you poke him or Vince, we've all seen in throughout history what happens. Something happens, a moment where fans get on board again, and they start jumping on the ship of, okay, we can get behind this. If they didn't have a good Mania 35, to be honest with you folks, I think WWE's ship would have sunk a long time ago. Barely had any tact to doing that. No, Kofi was champion, Becky was champion. So people are happy. Um, there are certain things, you know, like The Undertaker showing up at Mania 35, that was cool. I think, actually, I'm pretty sure that I've been through several WrestleManias. The Hall of Fame induction of the NWO without Bischoff, I'm completely fine with. Why? Because, yeah, he was a major front runner, you know, be a hype guy like Paul Heyman is for Brock Lesnar. But back to the whole thing of you've got to watch what you fucking say. Otherwise, people are just going to take you and, and dump you by the wayside and say, why even bother? Why even bother listening to what you have to say because most of it is bashing? And after a while, dude, I've learned this. If I constantly talked about the company I used to work for, do you think people would tune in to what I had to say instead of talking to wrestlers about it? Because – I would subtly ask questions and realize, okay, maybe I shouldn't involve my former professional life when I'm on air. Same, you know, you come to realizations when you're talking to or about professional wrestling. When you're in front of a live audience, it'd be wise if you just focus on your own company. Then people would be okay, this company's great. They don't sound like whiny bitches who just basically talk bad about their former experiences with WWE. Okay, so they're pushing the envelope by doing certain things that WWE does not. I'm sorry, but, you know, they say certain elements of wrestling are needed, like hardcore, comedic. Uh, you need it all. You don't. And I repeat, you don't need consistent usage of, you know, like kendo sticks and chairs and mouse traps and barbed wire two-by-fours. It's very, that's very ECW. That's very CZW. Joey Janela, you know, John Moxley. Um, there's several, several guys that have used, okay, barbed wire wrapped around a broom. Somebody's finger if they if it's not chopped off, wow. That's all I'm gonna tell you is how fortunate are you. And there are certain things not all over matches are hardcore. Yeah, you're right. There's way also if you wanna talk shit, here's okay, so AEW's roster is comprised I wanna get this correct number before I go off air. AEW Total roster. Full roster. Chris Jericho, Cody Rose, Britt Baker, Kenny Omega, 
Adam Page, MJF, Christopher Daniels, Scorpio Sky, Frankie Kazarian, Jimmy Havoc, Joey Janela, Sammy Guevara, Nyla Rose, Penelope Ford, Phoenix, Pentagon Jr., Jima, Chuck Taylor, Ali, Bea Priestley, Trent Beretta, Michael Nakazawa, Kip Sabian, Hakura Shida. That is their roster from the web. Their champions, their men's roster, their women's roster, dear Lord, their champions. And they said they did not want to center around themselves. Well, Chris Jericho, Riho does not center around. SCU, men's roster includes Adam Page, and it even has records, folks. Angelico, Brandon Cutler, Chris Jericho, Chris Daniels, Chuck Taylor, Jima, Cody Rhodes, Darby Allen, Dustin Rhodes, Evil Uno, Frankie Kazarian, Isaiah Cassidy, Jack Evans, Jake Hager, Jimmy Havoc, Joey Janela, John Moxley, Jungle Boy, Kenny Omega, Kip Sabian, Luchasaurus, MJF, Marco Stunt, Mark Kim, Matt Jackson, Michael Nakazawa, Nick Jackson, Orange Cassidy, Ortiz, Pac, Pentagon Jr., Peter Avalon, QT Marshall, Ray Phoenix, Sammy Guevara, Santana, Scorpio Sky, Sean Spears, Sonny Kiss, Stu Grayson, Trent, Wardlow, Allie, Thea Priestley, Big Swole, Brandy Rhodes, Britt Baker, holy fuck, this is a lot of people, Amy Sakura, Takuro Shida, Chris Statlander, Eva Bates, Nyla Rose, Penelope Ford, Riho, Sadie Gibbs, Shayna, not a clue who some of these are, Yuka Sakazawi, or Sakazaki, there we go, from New Japan, the broadcasters, Alex Abrahantes, Alex Marvez, Daisha Gonzalez, Excalibur, Golden Boy, Jennifer Sturger, Jim Ross, Justin Roberts, oh, two former WWE, Tony Schiavone, referees, Aubrey Edwards, Bryce Rimsberg, Earl Hebner, fuck him, Paul Turner, Rick Knox, coaches, Billy Gunn, Jerry Lynn, so on and so forth. Ah, man, there's more people on their roster. I just don't have the time nor the patience to get through it, folks. I have ADHD and bipolar, and I also have Asperger's. So, yeah, I just admitted, you know, personalized what a lot of billions of people have around the world. But, my God, if you have that much talent on the roster, you should be able to find ways to put them through a consistent feud. We don't want to be the same as different. You want to be different, but you also show them how much better feuds can build and what consistent stories can be worked upon. If you don't, then don't fucking say shit. And that, it really unnerves me because you sit there and wait for people to take the bait. So far, WWE really hasn't jumped and said, Okay, yeah, you pissed us off, so we're going to say something to you. Whatever. I'm going to tell you is whatever, because honestly, man, whenever someone bashes another person, that just makes you look really bad. Unless you have people clamoring to listen to what you have to say, then you're really not a credible company. You're just a company that bashes the other one. You look, it makes you look bad. It makes you look like a company that is trying way too hard to put your old memories in your past, but you keep digging them up like old memories. I remember what you did to me, so I'm going to just pull one out of the hat pull a memory out of the hat and say, fuck you. I'm going to bash you to kingdom come. I have done that before, folks. I've done it on live air, and that was three years ago. That's, I don't sit there every day bashing a company that I used to work for because shit gets old. 
and people don't want to hear it anymore. So what I'm trying to tell you is, would you, a person, go out on a date with someone or a casual meeting and say, man, I really want to force myself to go out with this person because they're worth it? Like, the fuck you would? AEW's bad habit has been bashing WWE on a consistent basis. Not just one time, two times, one hit or quitter, you know, insults. These are the times in which I have listened to AEW's Dynamite's broadcast on live air of Jim Ross sitting and bashing the tag team division, but not just the tag team division, but just certain things on his own show about, you know, well, this is what we're doing, this is what they're doing. You know, he has a storied fucking history, and he knows this. I love meeting JR. He's so cool. You know, I met him in New Orleans at a uh, meet and greet. I was late, but he was really nice in conversation. I'm not saying he's a bad guy outside of wrestling. I'm just telling you it's very unprofessional to sit there and bash another company, which if you have not been there for a certain period amount of time for fans to get to know you, to soak you all in, what is the point of bashing in the first place? Because then you're just grasping for fucking straws. And certain fans uh, will do this too. They'll say, well, WWE did this, WWE did that. I don't fucking care. I just want to watch some wrestling and not constantly hear out of the corner of my ear. Well, I guess we broke the fourth wall. Like, that's very CM Punk. Which, by the way, AEW does not have. Technically, Punk signed up with Fox, and you know he he has spoken with former you know cohorts of his. But I think it's because it was his own choice, and not hey, we've got this in your hometown. It'd be really cool to stick it to uh, your old company. Again, are you trying to get him to join a fraternity, or are you trying to? Welcome him into Let's Bash WWE like a bunch of pins lined up in a bowling alley. We're the bowling ball, and we're just going to steamroll over them. No offense, but I mean, like, the majority of talent in, w, in AEW is on the mic. That's their apparent because MJF can mic. Sammy Guevara can mic. So can Chris Jericho and Cody Rhodes. The problem is. If you're focusing so much on bashing the other company, that's only – my point is it's only going to last you so long. And then when you run out of material or you get lucky and fortunate with a superstar from WWE decides their contract is up, it's done, then how are you going to work? How are you going to – how are you going to live? I mean, I guess I'll leave that up to you guys because you guys believe you're going to last forever like every major, you know, opposing wrestling company does. That's my thoughts on AEW. Like, man, you guys, you're selling out arenas, all right, smaller ones. And also, if you guys are talking about bashing, please have some actions that, you know, can shrink instead of be – Having come, you know, the Dark Order, for example, way too many fuckers. The inner circle, way too many cooks in the kitchen. That's inner circle. So there's six, six, seven of you. That's quite a big circle. Um, let's see what else that I could pick apart. The women's division. Where? Which one? You have the talent. It's just where, where, where the, why the fuck would you create a faction? No one knows who the fuck you are. You might as well just put your all the cards on the table because if the four horsewomen ever got together, Sasha, Becky, Charlotte, Bailey, good night, Maureen. That is all she wrote because that is what fans have been wanting. Some fans, not all. Some. I should rephrase that. The point is, please stop being stupid, but I know that's asking a lot seeing as how it's coming from people who have – one has been fired, another has been fired – People have been asked for a release, so it's not like you were fired. Another one got released, has been taken off the signatures. See what I'm doing there? If I was to do this every podcast, don't you think you would get boring, folks? So 
food for thought before the holidays. Whenever you have a professional wrestling company, keep in mind, people listen, and people also get tired of hearing the same old shit. Yes, you're unique, and yes, you're a brand. But if you don't fall in the line and do what the other company is doing but doing it better, I don't know what else to say other than, okay, well, good luck. I mean, Godspeed for the fans who still watch you. And, you know, I'm not saying WWE is perfect, but holy fuck. Just, you know, it'd be nice if you guys could stop bashing as much and just focus on making a good wrestling show, which, some you know, you do somewhat. It's not totally bad. I just need some direction. And also, when you have a feud with someone, it needs to be with that direct someone, okay? That's all I'm going to say, folks. I'm not totally lambasting AEW, but it just, the truth needs to be fucking said. Quit bitching, okay? You have a show, quit bitching. You're doing things that people wish they could do with professional wrestling, okay? I mean, hell, they say... A lot of fans wish they could own their own companies and have their own factions and do all this bullshit and be on TV and have all the money to do it. You have the resources. Quit acting like assholes. Just going to throw that out there, all right? All right, that's all I have for today, folks, on the Sunday edition of Off the Rails Uncensored. If you didn't like what good old Brian Rails had to say, I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. And also, Merry Christmas. Happy shout-outs to Lady Lynn's girlfriend, Jesse Fest. Love you to tears. All right, to my family in Brooklyn, to my family in New Jersey, to my family in Canada, to everyone that's out listening during these crazy, crazy holidays. Love you all. Be safe and have a great, great Christmas. That's all I have, folks. I'm all there. Dig it. Personality, the cult of personality.